Hello and welcome back to the OTW podcast, the On The Way podcast with your host, Kenneth Wallace. And we're out here recording, but I, it's the only one I know of, the only podcast that's recorded while driving in a car. So today we are driving back home and not to my home, but to my childhood home. So not my current home where I used to live. I no longer live there anymore. Uh, before we get into it, though, I did just kind of want to clear up a few things. I know it's been a while since the last episode. I'm sorry for that. I apologize. I've just been really, really busy with the birthday. I've had people come to visit me. I went and visited other people. I'm having some job things go on where now I'm transitioning into a completely new um, job. And it's just like a lot that's been going on. So I wanted to take this time right now. Driving back home is an eight and a half hour drive. I've listened to other podcasts, listened to some old school Drake, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne. So I'm all sorts of just pumped up right now. And I want to take the time to kind of record a little bit of a longer episode. So I'll have this episode going to, you know, my childhood home and probably record a couple other ones too. Um, Speaking of new episodes, The Golden Bachelor does premiere this week and so as i previously talked about i do plan on doing like some recap episodes on whatever that episode of that week is i'm not quite sure how that will look but you know be on the lookout for this weekend possibly next week of the the recap of golden bachelor episode one i'm really excited you know we did those two little episodes about old people and what that looks like for game shows and so now we actually have that old person game show coming out Definitely looking forward to it. Definitely excited about it. Excited to see how it plays out. I think it's going to be a good time. But yeah, so on the way back home right now. And one of the things that I think about my hometown is we're going to go ahead and start out really, really strong right here. I think that your small town, if if you grew up in a small town, those small towns have like a black hole effect. And what I mean by that is like, so growing up, of course, where the small town is located, is like Northeast North Carolina. So it's like right on the border of Virginia and North Carolina. And so growing up, the goal for everybody is not to necessarily stay in that immediate area. The goal is, okay, I'm going to, get out of high school, and I'm going to go to the, one of the three big North Carolina colleges. So you go to Duke, you go to UNC, or you go to NC State. And technically, that's you leaving the hometown. And the end goal is, like, for most people, is, like, you're not coming back. You're going to go to Charlotte. You may stay in Raleigh. Or you may go somewhere completely different. But for the most part, nobody's out here being like, yeah, my goal after I go to college is to come back to this town. So, oh, what's so interesting is I think about like half of us accomplished at like at the point of graduation of leaving the small town. So most of us, like, so that was the thing is like, you may have not gone to like one of those three colleges. I know a lot of my friends went to NC State or they went to UNC and then I went to UNCW and then some other people went to like ECU and you go out there, and, and then your goal for those four years is to do well enough in school and to figure out, like, what you want to do. You got to find your lane, and you stay in it, and you go pursue that elsewhere. So I would say half of the people I grew up with 
managed to do that. And then the other half stayed in the small town. You know, they worked at grocery stores. Some of them went into the military. Some of them just like work on cars, like all sorts of different things. You know, everybody has something that they're trying to do. There's nothing wrong with that. But I would say then half of that first half that managed to go to school and managed to get out in some capacity, half of them finds their way back to that small town. And they're just like, like at that point, you're just kind of stuck there. You're unable to get out of the small town. So ever since I left, everybody's always been like, oh, like you should move back. Like, why don't you come live with over here? Because I have a lot of family over there. There's a lot of like community. The thing is, is that there is nothing there. I remember growing up, one of the most exciting events about that town was when we first got our like our Chick-fil-A there. I, it's just like there's nothing going on there. There never has been. We didn't have a Starbucks for like a really long time. I remember when Starbucks came, that was like something brand new. It was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I still don't think there's a Chipotle there. Um, it's just like there's nothing going on over there. Um, the proximity where it is to other places is decent. Like it's close to Virginia Beach. It's close to Nags Head, but it's neither one of those places. And so it's this weird in-between area where nothing goes on and there's nothing to do. So that's why I decided to leave. And hopefully I'll never go back, at least not for good, because obviously right now I'm going back. But that's not to say that, you know, that place doesn't have good people there. Obviously, my family is there. I have a lot of really good friends. And that's why I'm going back right now. I'm super excited about it because I was able to take this whole week off and go to visit a lot of my family and a handful of my friends. And a lot of these friends are people that I've been able to stay in contact with since I was like 13, 15, 12. Like I was like a kid at that point, and you know, just turned 25. I'm still able to remain friends with these people. And it's, 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 a, lot, it's a really good time and to be able to go see them again in person. It's just like a really, really good time for the most part. For the most part, it's a really good time. But one of the other reasons why I am going is actually a little business. See, one of these childhood friends, I play games with him all of the time. And it's like every single time, he just is always talking junk. It's nonstop smack talking. It's it's the most out-of-pocket things you would imagine somebody to say. He just gets angry and he's like, ah, just yelling. And one of the things that he consistently talks about is how good he is at basketball. And we grew up, we played basketball together, we hooped together. And I used to put the smack down on this kid all the time. So fast forward to now, I live in Atlanta. Playing pickup in Atlanta isn't the easiest thing in the world. See, you go out and you go, you have like, one friend who's out there and they're like, yeah, I play pickup with these handful of guys. And you're like, okay, that's cool. So you go out there expecting, you know, to be a good time. Like you're all grown and you know, nobody's going anywhere from this. Like you're not going to get recruited. You're just out here trying to stay active, have fun. These men play like Greg Popovich is hiding in the bushes, taking notes, seeing who he's going to recruit to the sport, the Spurs. And the thing is, is like, you are a has been. You played well in high school. Congratulations. 
but you're done. I mean, you work at like a Best Buy or something now. Just have fun. But they're trying to drive into the paint with their shoulders down, acting like they're about to knock you off. And like a lot of times, you're playing like on asphalt. So that's not fun. I'm not trying to get knocked over onto asphalt. I'm really not trying to get knocked over on hardwood either. But it's just like, you're hard fouling me. If I call you out for your hard fouls, you're, you're calling me a pussy. And it's like, I'm not here for it. I'm just trying to, you know, play some basketball. But you guys are, you're, you're trying to be the redeem team or something, trying to go out and just do too much. And so because of that, I'm a little bit of out of practice with basketball. I mean, every single once in a while, I'll shoot some hoops here and there if it's available. And, you know, my shot is it's all right. I said it's not, it's not completely gone yet, but, you know, it's nowhere near where it was. But you give me a little bit of time, I can usually get it back in. I mean, I was playing back when I was working at the Boys and Girls Club before I left North Carolina. I was, you know, putting in work on those kids because those kids weren't going to – they weren't trying to hurt anybody. That's the big thing is I just feel like playing pickup, people get way too angry and trying to hurt each other. And it's like go see a therapist. Like this, I'm not your therapy, so don't take out your anger on me. I'm just here to hoop. And so my friend, on the other hand, though, he has had access to a gym. And basically, it's his own personal gym. I mean, it's through this church that we grew up going to, and that's how we met each other. And he like he brings people out here and there, and they go hoop with them. But for the most part, like he chooses who he's hooping with. And so he, he's able to play basketball like on a regular basis, so he's a lot more, you know, fresh than I am. So I think he does have that advantage, regardless I am going to play because he always talks junk about it, how he's so much better. I'm going to humble this man so hard. Now, is there a chance that he could beat me? Realistically, yes. There is a realistic chance that he could. Just because of I'm just out of practice, it's been a while. But I'm going to let that be used to my advantage. You know, my shot is decent. I feel like I could be dropping dimes on him. Now, if he's trying to, like, go into the paint, then he probably has a good chance. But once again, I'm, I'm still a little bit bigger than him, and I can probably block the crap out of his shot. Yeah, I feel like I beat him when we were younger. I could probably beat him now. We're going to find out. Either way, I hope I don't blow my knees out. I have really bad knees, but I'm out here trying to humble this man. And sometimes you need to humble your friends, and that may look like a bunch of different ways for you. Maybe it's as simple as beating them in a video game or Stealing their girl. I mean, I'm just playing. Don't do that. But either way, you got to humble your friends sometimes. And, you know, I need to be humbled sometimes. I, I, I can't. It's a little bit more difficult to humble me, but sometimes I need it done. This past weekend, I got humbled. I was trying to ride a mechanical bull. Got thrown off immediately. I was trying to make excuses. Everybody was like, hey, man, you, you're just bad. Just you didn't do very well there. Just go ahead and take it on the chin like a champ and move on. So, and you know what? It's all good because I still can't be humbled with that experience because, you know, I looked at all those people. I'm like, okay, whatever. I have a rodeo belt buckle. I don't need a mechanical bull. I read, I rode real sheep and I did it so well that I won a trophy for it. So get to my level. I'm telling you, it's really difficult to humble me. The ego that I have, it's not great. Pride is definitely something that I need to be working on. But 
I will say this, it definitely has improved. I have got it a little bit in check. But I'm about to let it all out. I mean, the ego, after I humbled my friend, about to be out the roof. I mean, he's been talking mad junk. I invited him out to Atlanta. He's like, oh, I can't do that. And wants to make all these excuses. So me, being just the gracious friend that I am, I'm going out there specifically just to, you know, make him a little pie. Some humble pie. So that's pretty exciting. That's on like my schedule for this week. I'm just hanging out with my grandparents. Um, really excited because I'm hoping I can convince my grandma to watch The Golden Bachelor with me. And she'll be watching it and be like, wow, that's one attractive man. I'll be like, I know. It's crazy. And he doesn't even look that old. And hopefully, you know, some crazy stuff happens there. But overall, you know, I'm pretty excited. They have like a pretty nice pool. So I'm planning on doing some reading over there. Add some more to my Goodreads book challenge. And then um, tomorrow, I'm actually going to go visit one of my other, like, friends from my childhood who has a kid now, which is crazy to think about. I mean, like, so you grow up with somebody, and now they have a kid, and it's even crazier to see that kid grow up. And that's just, that's just odd. But we're going to go look at a park or something. Apparently, it's some kind of, like, bird watching station. You can look at birds. I mean, that's cool, I guess. That. I wasn't that type of kid. I like monkeys. Well, I kind of, I kind of was. I looked at monkeys. Monkeys were pretty neat. I remember one time I went to the zoo when I was little, and it was in Norfolk, Virginia. So that's by like the coast, and so there's a bunch of seagulls and everything. So I remember we were at the. Um, oh, I got to pull off to the side of the road. You know, we out here driving, so an ambulance is coming by. So, but yeah, so uh, we were at the gorilla enclosure and I remember I was sitting there looking at the gorillas and this seagull kind of swoops down a little bit too close to the gorilla enclosure and this gorilla leaps up and grabs the seagull and then rips the seagull's head off and there's blood and feathers going everywhere. Kids are screaming, crying. I'm like five or something. I don't know. I thought it was sick. I thought it was dope. So that was like my experience of like bird watching per se. I thought that was pretty neat. I was, I was like, that was cool. I watched a bird. I watched a bird get beheaded. And I, you know what? I don't, I don't hope that for that to happen with this, my friend's son. I just feel like that may be a little bit too much for him at this age. And I don't really want to be present to have to, you know, do damage control after that. Because also, you know, my lack of self-control, I'd be like, that was cool. Kids crying. I'm like, whoa, man, that was awesome. And I'd just be keep like, yo, did you see the, the bird's head get ripped off the kid? Every single time I say that, it's just crying more. I wouldn't be a help in that situation. I'd probably be a deterrent to de-escalating it. And so knowing yourself, being self-aware is what's really important to kind of recognize. And, you know, try to be better, per se, allegedly. But those are basically the extension of the plans. Not really sure what else is going on. I'm just kind of hanging out. You know, I'm really excited. Dude, hasn't been too much exciting stuff happening. I mean, other than like, so got a new job, looking to do that. Um, 
like I've previously mentioned, I work in the film industry. So the writer's strike looks like it's coming to an end, which is pretty exciting as well. So hopefully, you know, I got some film stuff coming up. Maybe. Who knows? They still have the actor's strike to kind of uh, focus on and solve that to the best of their ability. Uh, I'm just not really so um, confident in the studio's abilities to treat the employees fairly. I don't don't know. Maybe that's just me, but that's just my thinking. Because, you know, they've proven this well. They've proven themselves so well in the past of just treating people fairly and, you know, being really just upstanding guys. So maybe, maybe that's just me. Maybe. But, yeah, I mean, I went to the aquarium again. That was pretty fun. See, when I go to the aquarium, I always want to learn, but I don't want to learn things that, like, are easily, like, Googleable. So I remember, like, one of my favorite facts that I've learned in an aquarium is I, I love the shark tanks. So I was looking at the sharks one time, and on the underbelly of the sharks, they have, like, by, the by like, their, I don't, I don't know, like, their fin or whatever, like, their tail, shark tail, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to call it their tail. I'm not a marine biologist. I'm not really sure what the proper terminology is. But we're going to say the, the tail. By their tail are two little appendages that are on the underside of it that are, like, right next to each other, and they look like penises. So I saw that, and I'm like, huh. So I was with my buddies, and I went, and I, like, said to the little aquarium girl, I was like, hey, I have a question. And she was like, yeah, sure. What's your question? I love answering questions about sharks. She was not prepared for this. I was like, does that shark have two penises? And she would look really flustered. But then she gave me, like, a really solid answer. She was like, kind of, yes, but no. Like, because they're fish, it's not like a like a penis in the way that you would think about it. But it's like a sexual organ, like a sexual reproduction organ. And so it's more like two like appendages that are pronged, and it allows them to um, lay their seed better. Was what she had said. And so, technically, yes, like sharks have like two penises. And I remember I was sitting there, and she was still right, right next to me and my friends. And this other shark comes by clearly a female I'm like, look at that one that one's busted out and, and she was like oh my gosh she did not just say that out loud I did so once again it's, it's a lack of self-control it's something that I need to work on but I just I love like taking people to like shark tanks now and then like especially if it's like a tunnel like a shark tunnel by that I mean like you go through like the little tunnel it's like the glass is like all around you shark you know swims right above you you're like with two penises on that shark. And that's like my like that's my little information that I just hand out for free. I'll be telling people that just and they didn't even they don't have to ask. We don't even have to be near sharks. We could just be having like a, a casual conversation at dinner. I'm like, you know that sharks have two penises? And they're like, please stop. And I have other facts about other animals in there. Ding dongs too. Like Doug's got corkscrew ones that um what what's the word? They like projectile out and they can also fall off, which is really gross. So but ducks are ducks are nasty. But that's a whole nother podcast episode that we'll talk about. Maybe the Golden Bachelor does that. That'd be crazy live TV. If, you know, something to that extent happened. I'd die laughing. So 
back to the aquarium this this past trip as it kind of just set that up you know i'm not afraid to ask those questions so the the georgia aquarium has a lot of really cool not not a lot it's just really two they have two really cool shows so they have like a dolphin one where these dolphins go and you know fly into the air and stuff and it's kind of weird now because they recently got sponsored by like um jimmy buffett's margaritaville r.i.p to a true legend margaritaville still there because you know it's, it's an iconic location now. And so they, they sponsor this dolphin show. So you hear a bunch of like Jimmy Buffett music and they're like, come stay with us at the Margarita Resort at wherever. And it's like, okay. But anyway, Dolphin's doing that. Dolphin's gotten a fight this last song. That was kind of crazy. I really enjoyed it. I like to see like animal violence, not like perpetrated by people. That's not cool. You know, when I'm talking about animal violence, I'm not talking about, you know, Michael Vick, you know, doing dog fight rings or like, you know, people hitting animals. Like, that's not cool. I'm talking about like when animals, like in their natural aquariums, not really a natural habitat, but you know, but animals are naturally attacking each other. Kind of fun, kind of interesting to look at. In the same way that like a boxing, um, like match is fun. It's a little bit scary. It's a little bit exciting. And, you know, there's something primal about it where you're like, yeah. And that's the whole thing with like Animal Planet. Like, don't sit there and pretend that like your favorite, like your favorite thing on Animal Planet wasn't like a lion just ripping apart a gazelle. Like it 100% was. And if it wasn't, then kind of a loser. But whatever. I mean, you know, Crocodile Hunter was pretty cool, but in a, in a way, like he was fighting those alligators. Regardless, it was fun to watch these dolphins fight. I wanted to like body slam the other one. And like, they're like trying to get us all out at this point. They're like, please step carefully and exit to where the person's showing you. So we're leaving. And I asked the lady, I was like, hey, I was like, how do y'all, how do y'all get them to stop that? Like, how do you get the dolphins to stop fighting? Because like the tank that they do the little performance in is like pretty deep. And I always think about that every single time I see the show. Like, what if, like, one of the dolphins just, like, grabbed the trainer and just, like, drugged him under. Like, what are you going to do? It's like, worst case scenario, you pull a harambe, you shoot the dolphin. You kill the dolphin in front of the school, of the field trip, of all the kids, and you make all of them cry. You just, tra- you just traumatize them for life by shooting the dolphin. However, it's, it's really difficult to shoot something in the water. And... It's just like that, that causes like a whole other issue because then if you miss and you hit the glass, then that's a whole then, – then you've really messed up. You really dropped the ball there. But at the same time, I don't think that you can just let the trainer die. So what do you do? And I haven't asked that question yet. I'm not, I'm not that comfortable or familiar with the staff yet at the aquarium. I've only been a handful of times, maybe on my sixth visit. I'll work up the courage to be like, hey, what do you do if that dolphin tries to kill you? But as of right now, we will not know. Um, this is kind of, well, we're watching this. Oh. So here, here's a question. There's a funeral procession on the highway. I, I recently heard, you know, we're, we're taking a little bit of a break real quick. I mean, I know this has nothing to do with what we were talking about. Well, what do you what do you do with a funeral procession on a highway? Like, I heard that you're supposed to just let them pass, but I'm on a highway, you know. I, obviously, like you don't want to join them. They got like their own lane going on, 
but sometimes like you know people I would know no respect anymore you got to pull up on the side of the road and it's just like on a highway now, let's be real I just like I'm going 60 miles per hour right now with a bunch of other cars going 60 miles per hour like behind me and you want me to pull off on the side i'll give them like a salute or something i don't i don't know but pulling off on the side of the highway does not seem like the answer to me it must be somebody important because they got everybody out here i wish i could figure out who it was they got like a whole little motorcycle um motorcade i guess is the name i don't know so yeah R.I.P. to whoever this was. What were we talking about? Sharks with penises. Okay, so, um, yeah, so I asked the lady, I was like, what, what, how do you guys get them to stop fighting? She was like, oh, they're not fighting, they're just playing. They were fighting. Like, I have a sibling. I know what, what playing fighting looks like. That wasn't it. My doctor was looking for blood. And so she was like, whoa. She didn't really answer the question, so whatever. So then we went to go see the sea lion show. That's pretty neat. I really like this. They're, they're little weird things, man. Sea lions are odd. And for the show, there was like three male um, sea lions. And so then we get, we leave the show and we're sitting there looking and they have like a little sea lion enclosure. And we're sitting there looking at the sea lions and we see one of the sea lions that was in the show. So I'm sitting there looking at them. And then I look at the other two and they are doing the dirty. And so I was kind of confused. I was like, okay, well, if there's three males that we saw and one of those males is right there, I'm going to go, you know, naturally, logically, I'm going to conclude that the male that we, that all three of these like sea lions in this enclosure right now that we can see are males, which means that these two sea lions are having gay sex. I thought that was kind of interesting. So we, I mean, not, I looked for a second. And a lot of people were probably like going by me thinking I was like a little animal pervert or something. Whatever. You know, I'm just trying to, I'm out here trying to learn. I'm not out here getting aroused by looking at sea lions have sex. I'm not some kind of weird deviant. I just, I was like learning. This is like a learning experience for me. I was just like seeing like what was going on. And I really couldn't tell. It looked like they had two little wing whams, some little ding dongs on them. And so I just figured like, you know, these are these are two dudes just you know growing out a little bit too much whatever so i'm sitting there looking at them and i see like this lady that works at the aquarium and i go walk up over to her i'm like hey quick question for you ma'am and she's like yeah, what, can I, what can i answer i love answering questions once again these poor people they don't know what what i'm going to ask like if they knew what i was going to ask they wouldn't want me to ask questions and so i'm like well Are sea lions gay? And just like the look on her face as soon as I said that was like, sir, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, we went to go see the sea lion show and there were three males. At least that's what they told us. And I just went about like the sea lion enclosure. Sea lions were like having sex. Are the sea lions gay? And she was like, well, I, I don't know if all animals could be homosexual. This is the way she said homosexual. Like she changed it up. Like gay was like negative connotation. Like I, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm not in that culture, but I'm pretty sure we've moved past that. I'm pretty sure like as long as you're like, you know, 
actually referring to something as like actually gay and you're not being like a turd about it, I think you're okay to still say gay. I may be wrong. I don't know. But, you know, I was like, okay, or are, are they gay? And she goes, I don't know if they're homosexual. Probably not because there is like a female in there. She's just not in the show, but that's probably what you saw. And I was like, oh, okay. She goes, but all animals can be homosexual. In fact, two alligators up on the second floor are homosexual lovers. And she get, gave me their name. It was like Mojito and like Tequila or something. I don't know. Who cares? I mean, it's an alligator. If you call the alligator by its name, it's not going to, like, it's not going to change anything, which I think is funny. You know, like, call me by my name or call me by your name. You know, that's gay. But anyway, so, you know, we're walking out through, like, the rest of the aquarium. And we finally get up to the second floor. And I'm looking at the alligators. And if you've ever seen, they just kind of sit there. Like, you know, like, they're just kind of, like, chilling like a villain. Alligators really don't do anything unless, like, they're looking to eat something. But for the most part, they just kind of lie there. And that's about it. So, I mean, like, I don't, like, there's nothing that, like, they're doing that's, like, oh, that signifies, like, a relationship. And also, like, they're laying down, and I'm not smart enough to be able to just look. I don't even know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile, much less how to tell if a like, it was a female or a male. And so I was like, any of these could be gay. I don't, I don't know. And I was kind of curious. So I asked the other lady that was up there, completely new one. I was like, hey, which one of these alligators are gay? And she looked even more shocked than the other one. She goes, um, excuse me? What did you just ask me? And I was like, which one of the gators are gay? Like, some lady downstairs that works here told me that um, you guys have gay alligators. It's kind of cool. Which ones are gay? She goes, um, I don't know who is telling you those things, but as a staff, we are not supposed to be saying things like that, nor should we. So whoever told you that is just like very wrong. And I don't know where they get the information from. And I was like, so are they gay or not? And she was like, um, I am not the vet nor the animal's caretaker. So I would never presume to know such things. Like you would have thought I just like outed like an alligator, like, without, like, their consent or something. Like, I just, like, publicly out it. Like, it was just a really weird situation. And I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, do you think that she has made it up because she wants them to be gay? And that was, at that point, she was very clear that she didn't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> and she started telling, like, kids about, like, how alligators' teeth work or some stupid crap like that. But I don't care. I want to know if the alligators are gay or not. I mean, Tequila and Mojito are out there repping the gay and gator. So I just want to know which ones were which. Why? Like, I, like, how do you determine that? Low key, though, like Atlanta Pride is coming up pretty soon. I think that lady was just trying to sell some extra tickets. Be like, tell your gay friends we have gay gators. Come to our Pride event. Which, like, you know. Not a bad marketing ploy. I'll, I'll give it to them. I think that that's a, a solid idea. If that's what you're interested in, it would get me going. I'd be like, gay alligators celebrating, you know, gay pride. Yeah, I'll show up. I mean, that sounds fun. I mean, imagine like if you're like a redneck and you have like redneck pride and somebody told you that they got like a a redneck clownfish. You'd be like, 
yeah, I don't know what that means, but I'm here for it. I'm going to come. I mean, that's, that's cool. So pretty neat. And then I did have a, another question while I was looking at the fish. This one I didn't ask because I don't, I don't even know how to ask this question. It was just like a really out-of-pocket kind of question, but I genuinely was genuinely like was curious about it. So I'm sitting there looking at the fish, and a couple of them are like have like albinism. Like albinism, like you know, like being an albino, being something completely white, like is like a genetic mutation. And I understand that like genetic mutations can occur like in all types of just anything that has, you know, like molecules and buildups, like anything, any kind of like living organism could have like a genetic mutation. But it made me think, like, can they have like mental disorders as well? And so I was like, can fish have Down syndrome? And I understand that obviously the chromosomes of like fish like work differently, but could there be something that kind of translated across to fish? So I want to know, but how do you go up to another person that's a professional and say, can fish have Down syndrome? It's, you're not going to be taken seriously at that point. And so I I did some Googling and it looks like, um, no, fish cannot have Down syndrome. So, I mean, I guess good for the fish, maybe, I don't know. But I, I learned that. I learned that um, there may or may not be gay alligators in the Atlanta Aquarium and that fish can't have Down syndrome, which is it's pretty exciting in a way. But how exciting? Ne- never mind. <laughs> so overall, pretty good trip. The aquarium is a pretty decent place. And then, yeah, I mean, like, that's just where we're at right now. We're still on the road. We got like what time is it? Something like five hours left, something like that. Yeah, I got like five hours left on the road. I kind of want to make this episode like a little bit bigger too. Or not really bigger, but it's a little bit longer. I did want to speak to kind of like what's coming up beyond just like the Golden Bachelor. I do expect in the month of October to have like our first guest on the show, which will be pretty exciting. No telling what they'll say or what will really happen there. But I do kind of like want to continue to expand out um, the giveaway for the t-shirt that I designed. The very first merch of the OTW podcast will be coming out pretty soon. Um, and like the giveaway winner will be announced. If you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, make sure you do that. OTW podcast 23. So pretty exciting, pretty cool stuff. But yeah. So heading back home though, I want to end with a good hometown story. And I would have to say probably like one of the, one of the more odd ones is just that like growing up like on the coast is you always get hurricane season, like full tilt. Went to school on the coast, hurricane season destroyed my uh, apartment. It's a whole nother story, a lot of fun. But the storms are like always really bad. Um, I remember there was one summer where I was trying to drive out to a church that I had worked with over the summer and they were doing this event. I thought it'd be kind of cool to surprise like their youth group drove out there and like on the way back, it was just like flooding and it's always like things like that. And so it's like you have storms and I'm about to switch completely to completely other stories. It just made me think like 
always like driving around that area. Like a long drive around the area always leads to something kind of crazy. So I had that situation where I was trying to come back and it was just like a hurricane coming in, like all the streets were flooded. Ended up having to stay with one of my friends. I'm actually going to go visit this like week. Had to go stay with them because I couldn't get home. But, you know, the story that I want to end with is actually has nothing to do with a hurricane. I thought I was going to go a hurricane route. And then I just remembered probably one of my like favorite like COVID stories. It's insane. So it's the middle of COVID and my parents are like, no, like, like we went like on a full lockdown. So I stayed with my parents during the pandemic. I graduated college, nothing really going on. Decided I'd go hang out with them. So I needed to go get something from one of like my buddies and he left it in his, um, in his mailbox. So I'm driving out there and I had just gone, I don't even know what I was doing. I was going out to that area and I go to this mailbox and I go to pick up whatever it was. And as I go to pick it up though, like all of a sudden it just feels like I got hit in my stomach. It felt like somebody took like a sledgehammer and just like, boom, right in that little area between your belly button and where your, where your privates are. One second, I got a sneeze. <laughs> <coughs> Oh my God. So I get, I feel like I just get hit with a sledgehammer right there. And I just feel like my bowels just like drop. I was like, Oh my God. And it hurts so bad. Like I'm doubled over like, in this dude's driveway. And the thing is, is like he was home, but the reason why it was in the mailbox is because he had COVID. And so I'm trying to pick this up and I'm about to crap myself in his driveway. So I'm like bent over, like, you know, trying my hardest not to just absolutely just blow out my pants in the middle of this man's driveway. And so I managed to like compose myself and waddle back to my car. And I'm sitting in my car and I give him a call, call him up. And he sounds awful, like just terrible. He's like, hey. I, I saw you, you, you pulled up. Did you get what you needed? Everything's good, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like picking up a video game. I was like, yeah, I, was like, I got a question for you, though. I was like, I need you to be, like, dead honest. And he was like, what? And I was like, how bad is COVID? And he goes, what do you mean? I was like, how bad is COVID? He's like, it's not good. Like, I feel very bad. Like, but is it doable? He's like, what do you mean doable? And I was like, man, I'm going to be straight with you right here like there's a good chance I crap myself in your driveway right now. I was like, and I'm, 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 I feel like I'm willing to, to go into your house and risk getting COVID to avoid me just pooping on myself. And he was like, I'm locking my door. If you try to come in, I'm going to call the police. And I was like, come on, man. I was like, don't do me like that. I was like, I'm literally about to crap myself. He's like, you're not going to get COVID from me and do not crap in my driveway. Please go somewhere else. So I put my head down, stayed, just I sit there with like the AC blasting for the longest time, like doing like breathing exercises. So I didn't, you know, it was, it was a very difficult moment, but it passed. <coughs> so I called my parents or I called my mom and I was like, Hey, 
just to let you know, I'm trying to come home. I need to use the bathroom really bad. One of the, like, both of you guys cannot be using the bathroom at the same time. I was going to crap on myself. And they're like, she's like, okay, well, actually, I'm, like, downtown. Because she has an office in downtown, like, a little area. Why don't you just come over here and you can use the bathroom in my office? I was like, ah, I'm good. And she goes, okay. Because I, you know, I've, I've told you guys this before. I think I just have a problem, like, using bathrooms in public. It's not my MO. It makes me uncomfortable. I prefer to use the bathroom at my house. I'll pee in a public bathroom, but like use like going beyond peeing in a public bathroom is not my it's not my idea of a good time. So I try to go home and do it. So I'm about like where where my friend's house was is like if you like drew like a straight line, the midpoint would be like the town area and he was like a decent way outside of the town area. And then my home was on the other side of that line. So I'm about to that halfway point, like driving through town, and it feels like I got hit with the sledgehammer again. So I'm like, oh my God. So I, I kind of like slightly like altered my route. So I'm now heading to my mom's office. I call her back up, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, yeah, you, you need to come here because I'm about to, you know, I got to use the bathroom like immediately. So she's like, well, I already left, but I, I guess I'll. I guess I'll come there as soon as I possibly can. How many, like, how far away are you? I was like, I'm like 10 minutes. She's like, okay, I'll be there like 16. I'm like, okay. So I pull up and I'm in my car and it's, it's gotten to like a really bad situation now where like, I, like my, my face has gone pale. Cause it just like, I feel like it's any second, like it's, I'm going to brown out. Like, I'm tensing up, like, so much. Like, I'm gripping, like, my steering wheel in my car. Like, my knuckles are white because I'm, like, just, like, squeezing it so hard. So, like, I just, like, I'm just trying to compose myself, like, to, like, the bare minimum. Like, literally, just so I don't crap myself. Like, that's all. That's my only goal for that day at that point was, hey, I, this, isn't, this isn't what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm just trying to make it. And so, it gets to a point where it's, like, I'm, like, rocking back and forth gripping the steering wheel and you know in a normal situation that would be fine but the issue is that my mom's office is right next to the police department too so all these police officers are like walking by me probably think i'm a crackhead like just like feeding for the meth or something just like shake i'm like sweating at this point and and luckily no if if a cop had like asked me to step out i would have had to say no they would have dragged me out and that would have made the whole situation like 10 times worse. So I'm glad that all the cops just decided to let the the apparent drug addict, or at least somebody that looked like a drug addict that was going through withdrawals, just kind of like sweated out in their car. But I'm glad they just didn't ask me any questions and kind of like let me stay by myself because I, I would have shown up like on Fox News or something and be like, a local police officer dragged unarmed man out of the car makes him defecate on himself and i probably would have killed myself at that point i mean like what do you do after that like you just got exposed on national television that you crap your pants and and it would have been over like i just i don't even know what you what you do after that so luckily my mom came in time to unlock the office and um i blew that toilet up shattered it it was no longer it it's no longer exists. We had to bury it afterwards to get all the bad spirits off of it. But suffice to say, um, 
that's probably like one of the more fun stories that happened. I mean, I'm not even going to say that. I was just like the one that popped in my mind. Like I lived there for like a long enough time that I'm sure like there's a bunch of other stories that I could have told. I know my girlfriend's going to be listening to this podcast. She's going to have turned this off like 15 minutes ago and be like, why did you tell this? This is gross. Don't tell people that. It's a gross story. But you know what? Whatever. I, I think it's funny. I hope it makes some of you guys laugh. Regardless, thanks for listening. Uh, I will provide you guys an update on this basketball game, how this goes. I'm going to get the dub for all um, 10 of my active listeners out there. And just thank you guys for sticking around. Super excited for just kind of like more new stuff. Um, I know like recently it hasn't been like as consistent as it should be. But, you know, we're getting into it. And hopefully we'll be able to rectify that and really, like really just make it solid. Make it something that's like just a regular pattern. Make sure you go tell people now what you learned today in today's podcast. Whether that's about, you know, that there's quote-unquote allegedly gay alligators in Atlanta or that, you know, sharks have two penises or that fish can't have Down syndrome. I don't, it's not really a fact. It's just like, I don't know. It was something that like I thought of that I feel like most regular people wouldn't have. So I will talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Bye.